Ethan? The brass knob yielded easily to the pressure of her fingers. The long room in front of her ran the width of the building and was awash in shadows, lit only by the lights of the mall that filtered in through thin curtains that had been pulled across the big windows. She remembered leaning out the window to wave goodbye to Lauren. The curtains hadn't been pulled then. Emma walked quickly to the windows and lowered herself to the deep sill. She pulled her knees to her chest and gazed down at the crowd, soothed by the presence of dozens of pedestrians strolling below. Behind her, she heard a noise, an electronic click, and she yelped involuntarily. She jumped up and turned toward the sound, reflexively pulling Ethan's robe tight at her throat. Across the room, in the corner, just off the edge of the big harese, Ethan Han reclined in one of the room's many sling chairs. This chair was covered with bright orange canvas. Ethan's eyes were half-closed, as though he were dozing. The big card of electronics that Emma had last seen at the dinner party hovered behind him. He was wearing the collar and headset that Diane had modeled during the demonstration. At first, the setting struck Emma as clinical, as though Ethan were a patient hooked up in a hospital suite twenty years in the future. In seconds, however, the scene began to feel quite different. Besides the collar, Ethan wore little else. His thin, muscled chest was bare, as were his legs. At first she thought he was completely naked, but he was actually wearing a pair of nylon shorts. They were the color of dirty copper and seemed almost to disappear against his skin. She whispered, Ethan, are you okay? When Ethan smiled, the corners of his mouth didn't actually turn up as much as they widened. That happened now. She took it that he was happy to see her. He said, Shh. You startled me. You should have said something. I've been looking all over for you. I couldn't find you. Despite the fact that her anxiety hadn't entirely dissipated, she felt the surge of different tensions. I was enjoying watching you against the windows. His smile deepened. You look lovely. Thank you, she said. What are you doing with that equipment? Is someone coming over again? God, she hoped not. Not tonight. She wasn't up for it. The monitor on the cart caught her eye. She realized that the animated figure floating in a lazy S-shape in the middle of the screen was Ethan. Both Ethan and his cartoon-like image were perfectly still. I'm working, he said, collecting some auditory data to check some code enhancements. The Beethoven? Yes, the Beethoven. The machine records sound, too? I thought it just recorded movement. Not sound, exactly. It records activity on neural pathways. What it's recording are my neural responses to sound. But it will record all your movements, too? Yes, it's recording all my movements. He raised an arm and waved. In real time, the computer-generated figure did the same. Ethan was confident enough about his technology that he didn't even bother to turn his head and look at the monitor. Emma did. All of your movements? Ethan wasn't quick enough to catch her meaning.
There are some technical parameters, thresholds, really, that are limiting, but for all practical purposes, yes, it records all of them. If I got close to you, really close to you, would it record my movements as well? Not unless you were wearing a collar, too. He looked closely at her. I could arrange that. Oh, thanks for the offer, but I've just washed my hair, she teased, running the fingers of one hand across her head. Without wearing your little torture devices, though, no matter what I do, I stay invisible to the machines?